0: Hey gang, welcome to Dateline, Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Ronna Gray and Jim Brown. Welcome to our podcast today. I'm Jim Brown, my co-host Ronna Gray. Ronna, Glad to have you join me and kind of stirring up a little uh, little uh, controversy, if you will, and talking about some interesting issues. So you're ready to go?
1: Glad to be here. What are we going to talk about today, Let's Jim? talk
0: about, you know, I, I saw that Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, a very popular governor in South Carolina, she went on to be the ambassador under Donald Trump to the United Nations, and she's announced for president. She's the first major candidate to announce for president. And uh, she's running for the Republican nomination. And in her announcement, she said she proposed that any candidate running for president who's over 75 years old will be mandated to take a mental competency test. And I looked at that and I said, well, you know, my reaction is I think it's a great idea <laughs> to make a me- have a mental competency test. But wait, wait. Not just for over seventy-five, but let me confess I'm eighty-two years old. But for every candidate running you get to take a take a mental competency test. Let's go for it. Let's put it put you on the line. And uh I think competency uh would be defined in terms of your background on issues. You're just not some wet behind the ears candidate who says, I wanna run and I'm gonna change things, but no specifics out there. And I think we ought to have a good test for everybody that the public can see. It'll be on internets. It'll be in newspapers. And we'll see just what people – because so many people, you know, what they do, they beat up on their opponent, Rana. It's all negative. It's just negative, negative, negative. You don't have any idea what they're for. It's just I'm again, I'm against that fella. And so uh, let's have company tests by everybody that uh, show just what you know, right?
1: I'm all for that. In fact, I think I care a whole lot more about someone having some actual credentials to do a job than I do if they can stand up and correctly recite in order, person, woman, man, camera, TV. (laughs) (laughs) As Donald Trump was so pleased to say to everyone, he repeated it back in the correct order. Okay, good for you. But there's some jobs out there that people run for office. They have no clue what they're doing when they get elected.
0: No doubt. And, you know, when you talk about experience, and I, I uh, there's, I guess you you could look at this example of Buddy Romer and Bobby Jindal. And let me say uh, Buddy Romer was a personal friend of mine, but neither candidate had much experience in terms of the higher level. And when you rank the more popular governors in Louisiana, they don't fare very well in this day and age. Those that do have had a lot more experience. And uh, uh, so, you know, instead of the pros and cons of age versus youth, and that's what we've seen with Biden being, what, 70, 80 years old now, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 the uh, uh, Donald Trump being 77 Uh I want to know about their knowledge. I think there's, you you can reflect them in a tough, long campaign about how mentally sharp they are, how they walk onto the stage. Do they stutter? Uh, do they make mistakes? Are they forgetful? That's something a voter can judge us by watching the candidates. But I'd like to know a little bit more about what their thoughts are, and, and uh, not just on, on the state level, but even on the local level. You know, you're running for sheriff Do you know how to run a prison if you're running for sheriff? That's a big obligation. Or
1: or collect taxes. The sheriff collects your taxes. He's a tax
0: collector. So Uh,
1: let's say you've been running around uh, as some law enforcement officer and you're suddenly running for sheriff. Well, you're also the tax collector. What do you know about that?
0: That has nothing to do with using your gun and and, and stopping people. A candidate for assessor ought to have financial and an appraisal background to deal with all this complication uh, of evaluating people. Uh, 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 So at every level you can see, you know, when I was up in Concordia parish, I was a Senator up there. We had an election for coroner that is the doctor that uh, looks after if there's a death or something like that is there on the scene. Well, no doctor qualified. The only person that qualified was a local logger. He drove a logging truck. He had a high school education. But under Louisiana law then, there was no requirement. You have to be a doctor. Uh, uh, you, well, you had to be a do- doctor if any doctor ran. If not, if it was anybody else that qualified. Right. The local logger became the coroner, and uh, he was and, our, our coroner up that which way. Which
1: sounds, 50 years ago, like maybe that could work because you were basically showing up and going, yep, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm a true crime buff. And all these murders that take place, and you have people who are showing up who know nothing about medical uh, issues, showing up declaring someone dead and the cause of death. They're saying this is the cause of death. Like, um, you know, well, cause of death is clearly suicide. The gun's laying in the person's head. Yeah, but they have two bullets in their head, you know, so maybe not, maybe not. But the coroner is one that really gets me going because I just can't even believe uh, where I'm from up in in Mississippi, in uh, Pike County, the funeral home director has been serving as the coroner. And I go, okay, so he's kind of in a related field. This might even be like uh, marketing his business or something. He can kind of double dip. But He's not an expert necessarily in what gets the person to his funeral home. So I would rather see um, a broader jurisdiction. And if a doctor wouldn't run in your parish, that you share a coroner with surrounding parishes and you try to have medical people be coroner.
0: Well, that's, that's uh, a whole different issue. to me, com- that
1: would be competency for a job.
0: Uh, that's a whole different issue we ought to talk about, about coordinating services. Do we need 64 parishes or do we need an elected person in all 64? As you said, maybe in the case of a coroner, you'd have a three or four parish district that would run over something like that. And uh, uh, so that's, like I say, we can talk about that at some point in time. Uh, Now, I'll, I'll flip around and tell you a case where competency didn't play in, but things worked out. When I was a senator before the new Constitution, if someone died or the office was vacant, the governor filled the position until the next election. Well, the uh, the assessor up in Franklin Parish passed away, and there was several, uh, f- several years left in the term. Well, Governor Edwards was governor at the time, and I'm a state senator. And the governor called me and said— uh, you know, Jim, I've got to appoint a temporary coroner up there. Uh, you, you know that district, rather I'm the assessor. You know that district. I, who do I appoint? Well, Ronna, I would run in Franklin Parish, and a guy that was tied to the Ku Klux Klan ran against me <laughs> and just walloped me. I got like 30% of the vote, and, you know, he just killed me in terms of votes. So I didn't really have any supporters. I had one guy uh, who ran a flower shop up there. And I called him up, and I said, listen, uh, uh, the governor wants me to recommend someone to be the, uh, to the assessor. Well, are you interested in being the assessor? He says, what's the assessor do? <laughs> and I said, well, he kind of assesses the property. He says, what's it pay? I said, 15000 a year. I'll take it. I'll take it. So my only supporter in the parish becomes the assessor. No experience. Rana. He served as president of the state assessors, so oh. he served as president of the National Association oh. of Assessors and got multitude of awards and being an ex He took
1: his job seriously. That's right. right.
0: You never know what you. That was the one exception, <laughs> but yeah,
1: but, out of a lot of others, we could point to that didn't turn out so well.
0: You mentioned uh, uh, go- governor and what he should or should not he or she should or should not know. But, uh, you know, there's uh, Louisiana's got the highest tax rate in the country with sales taxes and local taxes. Some are saying we should go to a flat tax, uh, abolish the income tax. What's the governor, Mm -hmm. to me, think about that? What about the highest insurance rates in the country? What can you do as governor about that? Uh, How does the governor deal with the lack of early childhood learning in our state? All those kinds of issues is what you want to know about. And I guess I'm a little... Word's not defensive, but proactive in terms of that, because you know very well that I know that back in nineteen eighty seven I ran for Governor of Louisiana, and with your help, we put together about a hundred and eighty page plan called the Brown papers, and the press loved it. We got rave reviews because we got very specific. An example would be we have these four boards of higher education. And I pointed out that all your more progressive states, North Carolina, uh, California, so many of, the, of states that have a much better system in place, has one board for higher education. You don't splinter all your funds in terms of all these boards. And so we put together a good program like that. And I would like to urge you listeners, when you talk to these gubernatorial wannabes, that you encourage them to get very specific in what their ideas are to change the focus of this state and to get us in a much better uh, posture. And, Ron, as you and I said, Election Day is, what, six, seven uh, months away. It's not that far off. And all these candidates are going to be coming around wanting your support. If there was ever a time to put him on the spot, now is the time to do so.
1: Definitely. And uh, my senator, my uh, senator over the district I live in, sends out a questionnaire and um, about issues and I always think, are these the best issues you could ask about? Um, And I just recently filled one of those questionnaires out and sent it back in. So as I go into the legislative session, but instead of them asking us, what do we care about? I'd like to see us, the public posing questions to these candidates, they'll all be up for reelection, all these legislators of what, what is your plan for things like this? Uh, Mississippi, Florida already has no uh, state income tax. Mississippi's looking at that. Well, I'm thinking, I hope somebody has a plan for what's going to replace this because you're the poorest state in the country and you're up there waving around, let's abolish the state income tax. But who are the people and what are their backgrounds that are taking a look at these things? You mentioned in the beginning one of our youngest governors, Bobby Jindal, um, I really think ushered in extreme partisanship into this state at a level that we hadn't really seen by bringing in national advocacy groups like on tax law and things like that and sort of selling that to Louisiana uh, that, what, of things he would do. And I, I just feel like people tend to elect somebody and then just kind of let them go do things until something personally affects you. But in a state like louisiana where there's a lot of need you need to get involved and you need to ask these questions and you know instead of again i totally agree with you jim i think can, uh voters are smart enough to look at candidates in a debate and know whether or not they're senile i mean i don't think that's the problem competency though is a big problem
0: no doubt about it you mentioned gentle for example he signed that stelly bill but dramatically lowered taxes without any way to make it up, and uh, and by the way, we're going to face a real tough financial time. You, you see, uh, John Bell Edwards, uh, and he got very lucky. All this COVID money came in, federal money. We got bit, you know and I hurricane don't know, money, and hurricane money that came in that put a lot of people to work uh, in the rebuilding process. That's not going to be here. Uh, when the new governor comes in. So not only is he going to have to see what his economic plan is, as you say, how are we going to pay for it? It's great to say, well, we're going to abolish the the state income tax and all these people will be coming in job-wise. Well, then what do you do? Uh, states that have a low income tax or no income tax have very high property tax. So you want to see your the, the taxes on your home double or right. even triple. And so those are tough questions that we need a response about and some detailed understanding of how the government works. And we're at a, a critical time in wanting to get that. And the best time to to f- try to get an answer is right now.
1: And I might mention, too, you started off by saying uh, Nikki Haley made a big splash and proposed this in her speech. And then, poof, who have you heard talking about it since then <laughs> besides us? <Yeah. laughs>
0: Only her, and it was directed to Donald Trump, you know, 77, right? Right,
1: just trying to burst in there and find her niche to be the the next generation. No doubt, um, no doubt. I didn't see a lot of people worried about that.
0: Ronna, thanks for bringing these issues to the forefront. I want to tell our listeners they can get more information on this and other subjects we've talked about by going to our website, which is datelinelouisiana.com. You can listen to this uh, podcast plus a number of other interesting podcasts all on that site. Again, DatelineLouisiana.com.
1: I would definitely encourage our listeners to go look at some of the old ones. If you haven't listened to the one on Barry Seal from uh, a while back and the JFK assassination, all these stories tied to Louisiana, I can't get over how many people I've heard from over some of these topics we've been talking about. And you can always send us in ideas of your own you'd like to hear us,
0: us take on. Would you give us our website, dot
1: DatelineLouisiana.com. And you can always email us if you've got an idea for a topic you'd like us to stir the pot on at Huey at DatelineLouisiana.com. We'd love to hear from you, always.
0: Very much so. And you can go to my website, JimBrownLA.com, where Ronna's book is there, her publications, and lots of more information about our show and issues going on in Louisiana. Hey, thanks for listening. Glad you're tuning into our website. We'll talk to you again next week. Again, that's datelinelouisiana.com. Have a nice week, folks, and look out for the future of Louisiana. Take care, Ronna. Goodbye. We'll see you soon.
1: Thanks for listening to Dateline Louisiana with Jim Brown and Ronna Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Ronna, visit datelinelouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections
0: from the Bayou State.